Hey folks, welcome back to a whole new pod, a podcast all about Disney Channel original movies. No song this week, I'm not that creative, and being not that creative, all I'm going to say is, I'm Lucas Melby. And I'm Jacob Telejohn. But, to make up for the fact that we do not have a song, and I just cut off our special guest that I'm about to introduce, we have a very special guest. We watched Alley Cat Strike this week. Yeah. A movie that you'll soon learn, soon learn is about bowling. So we brought on our very special guest, Dustin Lavac, who is our, you know, every friend group has a go-to bowling expert, right? So yes. Dustin, he's the guy. Bowled a two seventy nine once in my lifetime, and that was my high score. <laughs> holla holla! <laughs> so they Dustin did not bowl that high in this game. I'll let you know that right now. So Dustin Never. is like Sam, uh, one of our friends who we've known for quite some time, and. We were trying to get him onto some episodes or not, but this was one too special we could not pass yes, up. I must. So, Dustin, is there any more about your bowling background you want to provide besides your high all-time high score? Well, I bowled throughout high school and have various expertise, if you want to call it that, in different competitions and uh, settings, I guess. Jacob's been a witness to a few of my bowling matches for high school. Well, that's good. And what about your decom background, just to get a little... Um, my decom background is as far as this podcast has gone so far. So you're, <laughs> you're like me and not had not watched any as a kid, really? No. All right, interesting. So last time we mentioned that we were delayed a little bit because of Sam's bachelor party. This time I yep. think we'll be a little delayed from our hopeful two-week schedule of recording because we had Sam's wedding yes. and reception. I was part of the wedding party. These two were not, but they were present. And we were at the wedding. It was a good, fun time. Congratulations to Sam and Robin. Shout-out, shout-out to, shout okay. to Sam. Being part of his wedding party was about as interesting as my interactions with Sam on this podcast as you've been exposed to. So we had our ups and downs, but it was overall a fun day. Even got out on the dance floor a little bit. He did. Lucas got a little little riled up. Little know. fun thing is that Dustin actually recently got married in October, and yeah. both me and Jacob were in his wedding party. So best man right here. Not to reflect badly on Dustin, like <laughs> we're better friends with Dustin than Sam, but Sam was on the podcast first. But Dustin, much more of a gracious groom than Sam was, and Thank fun you. connection was that they had the same wedding DJ and. Yeah. Dustin, I think you had some issues with him at your wedding. Yeah, the intro song, or the... For your grand entrance into the reception. Yeah, we told him one song, played a totally different one. (laughs) Played like ACDC or something, we didn't want that. (laughs) And um, I think for Sam's, they played it at the wrong time. So Sam wanted to play entrance music for the wrestler Ric Flair, which is a song that exists outside of (laughs) wrestling. It is a well-known song. That has existed, I think, for hundreds of years. It's most well-known probably for being in 2001, A Space Space Odyssey, Odyssey, where I think the title for it there is Thus Spoke Zarathustra. Uh, But Sam wanted a version specifically with Ric Flair wooing at the beginning, and then it was just the normal song. And I imagine to give Alex, that's the name of the DJ, some benefit of the doubt that he probably got the MP3 or whatever from Sam, heard the woo at the beginning, was probably like, there's no way he fucking wants (laughs) this, right? We'll cut out the woo. But... That is as much ground as I'll give Alex because I got to say, not a big fan of his uh, ability to read the room and keep the the dancing fever going. We got up there for a couple of songs. One really big one was Super Bass by Nicki Minaj. That got us moving a little bit. They played Soldier Boy. I am not a person who dances very much. I don't know if you can gather that from listening to the podcast, but (laughs) 
I'm fairly reserved, geeky, yeah. whatever you want to say. But there's yeah. sometimes I'll get out there, and as soon as I get out there, a song would end, and Alex would just fucking kill the you mood. Play a crap song. Like In my that. opinion, there's songs that are danceable. Yeah, not know. country songs. You don't dance. You slow dance to country songs. Yeah. You don't bust them. You, you know, you, you beat your inbred sister or something <laughs> to them. Me and, me and Lucas were talking, and towards the end of the the night, he started playing songs that are more like karaoke type songs, not dance uh, songs yeah. per se. And it's just, you know, again, playing to the audience, there was some, we could say, boomers in attendance that could have been requesting some songs. But rock and roll, fun to go to a concert for, not really danceable songs like ACDC, Def Leppard. It just, for me, there was one, more of an old rock song of Paradise by the Dashboard Light by Meatloaf. Really great. Love that song. Got up. It's a long song. I'm like, whoa, Alex, being brave, playing the whole song. He cut it off like three minutes in. Maybe not the most appropriate wedding song, because for those who don't know, it's kind of about the love story of a teenage couple where they're having, getting like some heavy petting going on at like a dating spot in the car. Then it's like, we're going to have sex finally. First base, second base, third base home. Well, yes, it gets to that. But then the girl's like, hey, stop. Yeah, stop right there to quote the song. Exactly. Which we didn't make it this far into the song with (laughs) Alex. uh, That... Hey, before we go any further, will you love me? I'm just I'm just singing the song right now. But it's like, hey, you got to promise you'll like marry me before we have sex. And Meatloaf is like, I don't know. But then eventually gives in. And the song ends with them wishing for the other one to die because they hate each other. And that's what marriage is like. So I could guess, see why Alex maybe wouldn't want to play the whole song. But I felt pretty cock blocked. That's just, that's just, but it did end all right. It did end with karaoke songs like uh, Sweet Caroline. By Don't Stop Believing. Don't yeah. Stop Believing, which those it's are older songs that aren't really dance worthy, but you can sing along to them. Another one like that, which I wasn't a big fan of, Bohemian Rhapsody. Five minute plus long song, pretty slow. People know the words, but like, eh, just step aside out here. Let me let me take the microphone. That's how I felt. I got, got a lot to get off my chest about this wedding, apparently. <laughs> We're eight minutes in. All right, well... Some of that won't make it into the final episode. Uh, But just to leave it at one more thing, me and Jacob and Dustin, uh, on an occasion or two, we go to an anime convention. And at the anime convention, maybe similar awkward levels at times to a wedding reception that I would be at. They have a rave or a dance. And one of the regular DJs at the convention we go to is actually an anime English dub voice actor who is like 40 or maybe even approaching 50 years old, and I fucking hate him. I'm not going to put out his name right now, but like he is a terrible DJ because he kills the mood. <laughs> he plays songs when you're at a rave. It's like dubstepy. You're waiting for the drop. He'll play stuff that escalates to a drop. And then it's just not And then there's there. no drop. It just it's keep, keeps building. But even worse than that is he does like Alex. He'll play like very slight remixes of yeah. classic rock songs. At yeah. these conventions, we've heard... Don't stop believing. We've heard Barracuda by heart. And I'm just like, what the fuck are you doing? To not mentioning his name. And I will say, what the fuck are you doing to Alex? And on a side note, he did not like my DJ Khaled jokes where I would say another one. (laughs) DJ Alex, we make the best music. Alex does not make the best music. Okay, that is the longest winded intro we've ever had. And this is a movie that I think we might go a little long on too because what movie? we got to remind them what we're watching here. But what, what movie, Dustin? Alley Cats. Strike. Strike. Don't forget that they <laughs> don't spare, <laughs> and we don't spare for no one either. But yeah, this is 
I'm just going to come out in front. We might have differing opinions in the end, but I think this movie was a clusterfuck, but it was an enjoyable one. It was a good one. movie. It was fun. There was a lot. Well, let's not get into like final said, judgments yet. There was a lot going on? Yes. Early on. Very early on. Uh, my first notes, because uh, we always got to start with the opening, is possibly the most awkward, worst opening ever in a decom. Usually we have to do a little research, you know, beforehand, and, you know, just get an idea who the characters are, you know, get an idea, like, you know, a little background on them. Sometimes Lucas does. So it. I don't need to be writing my notes on and be like, hmm, who? Yeah. Uh, main character, boy, male, about <laughs> 15. Uh, but, just writing the screenplay. But but this movie, Alicat Strike, it spelled it right out there for us. Uh, yes, but we also got to some of our favorite things, which is immediate freeze frames. We get our main character, Alex, yeah. who is getting dressed. For school. And there's some swing music playing in the background, which will yes. feature prominently in this movie. Yes. The mixing seemed not like the music was louder than his actual narration so the first time we actually rewound it because we're like what the fuck is going on because we were watching (laughs) it and we couldn't really hear what he was saying and i didn't even pick up on what he was saying but there's like a freeze frame of like a bowling ball that i think was maybe painted like a globe or something (laughs) then there's a freeze frame of just his face where he's like hey bet you're wondering how i got here i'm (laughs) alex after he just slicked back his hair (laughs) yeah He's got he's quite got quite the mop on him. I don't know this actor, but I described him. Uh, he looks like a bootleg Jonathan Taylor Thomas. He looked kind of high at most of the movie too. I think. Well, that's, that's just that. Dustin. Is that the bowling lifestyle? Uh, not that I'm familiar with, but maybe in other not. parts of the. I just country. know that from the Big Lebowski, which is something I'll reference a couple of times in this episode. Kind of like he was like a like a surfer dude. Like he was like one of Johnny Tsunami's friends. That's the vibe I was getting from him. We got some swing revival music going on. We got Alex introducing himself. But then we even have him introducing all of his friends. Yeah. So sometimes we struggle to find out what the friends' names are. This time it's he says it. I think that was there even like names like popping up and yeah. like pointing at them. Yeah. It's like the most contrived way. But hey, we're misfits. We like bowling. This is a Lisa. I kept saying Eliza. We got Elisa, Dahlia, and then I don't Ken. know. Ken, I yeah, it's like Ken's the music genius, but that doesn't really come into play. <laughs> no, uh, so Ken yeah, like the fifty-year-old stuff, and he was African American. Sure, that's not relevant. This is not the color <laughs> of friendship. It doesn't really matter here. Part of the narration. Delula was the brains too. We'll throw that out there, which comes into play. Sure, Delula. Delula. I, that's not her name. <laughs> So we, in this narration, we learn that Alex's dad owns a bowling alley where they go and hang out. And they don't have to pay to bowl. And it's very much them trying to, like... So this movie came out in 2000. As we mentioned, this is the year of the DCOM. 12 DCOMs in a single year. And that would have been two years after The Big Lebowski came out. And I definitely saw some similarities in this movie of, at least, you know, music playing mixed with montage of bowling. Some Synchronous bowling of, like, one person going after another. But Dustin, what did you notice about this, these bowling shots early on in the beginning? <laughs> yeah, they had all the characters go up and roll their shot, and then it would cut to the same <laughs> ball hitting a strike at the end. And Even was, though if the the bowlers had a different ball in yeah. hand when they released it. So yeah, it, Dustin is an expert. He can see shots much better than I can. But even me, so we didn't mention Elisa is played by a young... 
Kaylee Cuoco from Poodle uh, Skirt Girl, the the Big Bang Theory of yeah. uh, that terrible TV show. <laughs> yeah. But she, in her opening establishing bowling shot, she has a red ball. She yeah. bowls and switches to a ba- black ball that gets a strike. <laughs> so continuity. Not yeah. the strong suit of Alley Cat's the strike. Same strike image as Dustin had mentioned that <laughs> Except Alex one. Yeah, three of them were the same. One was a little different. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we brought Dustin, already paying dividends. So after this trip to the bowling alley, which I guess this is where they go before school, after school, it's just the hangout. During school, who knows? We learn that they're like the only people that go there. And they yeah. don't even pay to Alex's dad. So it's how are they, how questionable how it's it even rent? functioning. Yeah. But they go to school where there's a prep rally happening for the upcoming basketball game. Yeah. But it is being held outside. I thought it was football, definitely. Yeah, that's why I figured it had to be. It just seemed weird. When we had prep rallies at school, no matter what the sport was, it was always in the gymnasium. Yeah. So it just felt weird that it was outside, especially with it being basketball. Yeah. And the featured character of this was Todd, who they Mm. label... Macklemore. Not well, yes, his name is Macklemore, but they label him as the golden boy. The goat. And all of our bowling buddies absolutely fucking hate him. Yeah. And we don't really learn why. He's one of those characters he's where just like a he's just a jock. He's a lot like the guy in the thirteenth year where I described they they took a lesson from that where it's like, oh, this main character that everybody likes, he actually should be the villain in this story, and Todd is for a period of time. But yeah. Todd's friends are really like the bad ones, and Todd's really not that bad. His friends aren't terrible either, though. Uh, they could have been. Well, I mean, they make crap. They, they, make- they picked on uh, Delilah. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that. But important to this, and something we should not miss, is the at risk in this game. It's a game between West Appleton, which is where the school yeah. our heroes go to, and East Appleton yeah. for the Mighty Apple Trophy. Which is just a giant gold trophy with an apple on top. Yes. So the schools we went to for high school, we had a East and West High School in our town. Yeah. And at risk in games between the schools was the Jug. The Jug. So we are familiar with... Rivalry. Rivalry and dumb things that carry <laughs> on for years that people There's probably care too much about. Plenty of rival- rivalries all across the world. So as the the prep prep ooh prep rally or is it pep rally? It is a pep rally. You've been calling it prep, but they're they're prep athletes. Prep athletes. Yeah, that's the thing. Is really like the reason why we're supposed to look at Todd as being the bad guy is. I mean, I can Nerds. speak from my post ex- ex- personal experience. Yeah, I'm low on the social totem yeah. pole. I hate those preppy jocks. <laughs> only nerds. So I can believe D-cons. I can believe in hating on Todd. But as they're leaving, the our bowling buddies kind of encounter Todd, and they're like, eh, fuck you, Todd, in, in so many words. Maybe not those exact words. I don't think those exact. And this is where we really got starting to feature the really bad line delivery, which almost all the characters in this movie are terrible Todd's actors. Todd's friend, right? That yes, the Todd's really- friend calls them... Hey, you strange dudes. Strange. <laughs> and about that uh, vocal inflection. Yeah. Which is, first of all, bad line delivery, but more importantly, not even really like that good of an insult because no. strange, pretty low tier, uh, and dudes, like, that's I mean, just it's, what it's, you call people. It's, it's exclusive of the two women, the two young ladies that were accompanying them. Well, I don't think it was... Nobody looks at no. dude as a gendered term. I mean, term. nowadays they would. Uh, 
People will be Take offended. it easy there, Jacob. People will be uh, I don't think I'm so. I'm just looking out for you people. So the big game happens, which is yeah. in a gymnasium that seemingly they could have had the pep pep rally at. Let me just say, it didn't like going to these very much. didn't go to that many, so that's why I don't know the words properly. You skip the pep rallies? I, unless well, they were in the morning. They're, they're mostly just good for having shorter classes yeah. the rest of the day. That's what Dustin's all about. <laughs> yeah. But at the game, we get introduced to my favorite character of the movie, Sweet Lou, who <laughs> is the right. local disc jockey yeah. sports commentator who just commentates all of their games for West Appleton. Any sport imaginable, he's West, there. And, and the other one, though, too? No, because he wants West Appleton to win. Did the other school not have a... I don't know. They didn't have Sweet yeah. Lou, so they might no, as well have yeah. had nobody. No, that's true. Alex and company, they're hanging out. Where else? The bowling alley. Yeah. Dustin's old stomping grass. <laughs> <laughs> Rolled a few balls there in my time. Dad, Alex's dad, is listening on the radio to the game. He's freaking yeah. out. They're like, could you turn that down? I don't want to hear that shit. You're, you're messing with my yeah, spare like, pickups. She was, and he was like, come on, guys. Come on. Yeah, you got you to gotta get into it. I once played in that big game. We get a little bit of a fun thing because they end up winning, but they're just like, whatever, let's let's bowl. Let's go. Fuck it. Let's go bowling to quote the big Lebowski. Yeah. Uh, and they, Alex says, OK, <laughs> but winner pays. <laughs> and they're like, well, Alex, you always win and your dad never makes you pay. He's like, yeah, isn't that great? And I'm like, no, Alex, your dad is his business is dying. He needs money. How is he going to feed you? <laughs> Next day, Todd's walking in the halls of the school doing his own, just about, you know, finger guns, being like, hey, hey how's it going? Yeah. Uh, a character that come up later comes up, Lauren, and she... Yeah, thirsty. She just... I, I'll, I'll let Telejohn say it. Needs to find a drinking phone. <laughs> yeah. That's all I gotta say. I didn't see any in the hallways, by the way, so... <laughs> That's a fire ass. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, people are congratulating him. Oh, Todd, you're so great. But he gets stopped by the principal, and he's like, hey principal or i don't know he's being all cool and the principal looks he's very dour looking and they're like oh what's up oh those slimy east appletons they called and said it's a tie for the mighty apple trophy i didn't know i i didn't go into a he does not go into a hulk hogan voice did we talk about the game yeah they won i don't even know if we mentioned that we did his dad was freaking out Dustin's here. That's right. Hey, get off your oh. fucking phone. <laughs> I'm not even on my phone. Hey, this it's is Mike an intervention Russian. for the podcast. It's Mike Jacob, Russian. get off your phone. I Tweet know. at Jacob underscore Telejohn. <laughs> Stop online gambling. <laughs> and that's staying I, in the podcast. I've not been on it, but I, I may or may not have had a concussion a couple weeks ago. So I guess it, the, the victory for the trophy at the game wasn't the final one because they're tied and East Appleton, for some reason, got to decide the final game, and they chose bowling. Yeah, because and the, they have the secret weapon. Or I don't even, It's not even clear why they do it, but the principal's like, it's going to come down to bowling, and everybody's like, oh my god. And Dustin, what were you like? Oh my god. Yeah, it was. You're like, I don't feel like uh, they're painting bowling in the nicest light. Oh no, they in the whole movie they kind of <laughs> painted it as like, oh, the nerds play bowling, it, which is better cool than sport. It's better than how it could be characterized, where you know archery. It could just be like fat beer swilling people. <laughs> well, and the um, the main characters many times in the movie were like, 
Well, I didn't really like any other sport, so I just played bowling. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Which is true in my case, too. Uh, but, okay. I, didn't, I just didn't play any sport. <laughs> uh, so the principal hears from Todd's dad, who we've learned is the mayor of West Appleton. Yeah. So this will quickly become very confusing because there's West Appleton, where there's a mayor, and a school. And then there's East Appleton, where there's a mayor, whose name is Mayor Hamburger. Yeah. I, I, at least that's what I heard in the movie. The Hamburglar. And they have their own school. And the trophy, Grimace. it's important that this is decided because the schools are going to unify. Yeah. And then whoever gets the trophy gets to keep it. But and the schools man. are unified. So whoever gets the trophy, it would still be both schools probably having the trophy. Like, unless, I don't know where they're going to put the trophy if not in a trophy case at a school. Where are they getting all this room to add all these new students? Uh, I mean, you know, they build a school. It's not that complicated. What happens to the two other empty schools? It doesn't matter. They're left, they turn them into bowling alleys. <laughs> the mayor, Todd's dad, is mad. Oh, I'll sue them. They can't make us play bowling. But the the rules dictate, he's like, the mayor's like, oh, we'll just hold tryouts, get the best bowlers. No, oh. The, according to the rules, a dog can play basketball, and it has to be people that were already signed up for the bowling club. Yeah. Oh, but who's that? Well, it's all of our favorite four nerds or four. The four. alley cats, as they'll eventually be the bowling yeah. buddies, as we'll call yeah. them now. And there's they're going through the papers, they're looking at the role. Is there any loophole we can get? Oh, wouldn't you know it? Todd was already signed in, up. He signed up for the bowling but he club. Didn't. His friends signed him up. Yeah, mm-hmm. like why even? Like, if you're going to contrive a way to make Todd be on the bowling team, like, that's the dumbest fucking way possible. Like, some clerical error prank? Yeah. Like, I don't know, man. It works, though. It worked for the movie. It, was just it did kinda, it? Well, it, it was a thing that just was thrown in there quick. It wasn't nothing really. Well, Todd, mean, Todd was on his high cloud, and it, it was just rolling. He was. The, he just won the championship <laughs> game. According to Teledron, uh, Alex was on his own high cloud, if you know what I'm saying. Bazinga. I, uh, I motioned smoking a, a marijuana cigarette a when joint. I said that. So the team gathers for practice. Todd is bad, but not as bad as you would think. He bowled three pins, I think, on the first ball. Five. Five, really? Yeah, I mean, he didn't gutter ball or anything like no, we were expecting him I to. I thought maybe he'd throw it in the next lane over. So Todd's dad and Alex's dad, so the mayor and the bowling alley owner, yeah. are both there. They're yeah. kind of talking back and forth, and it seems tense. And if it wasn't clear enough for us, Alex narrates saying, Time's in. It's always seemed weird between my dad and the mayor. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> and then he actually says, anyways, back to bowling or something like that. Like, it's yeah. so unsubtle that being yeah. like, we're going to really set up this, uh, you know, this issue between these two characters. And I'm even going to acknowledge that it seems completely out of the blue that I have to say it right here. And I think there was a there was a freeze frame. Where they yeah. switch between the characters and me maybe even zoomed in on their faces. Yeah. Because this movie sucks. Uh, Todd's dad lets drop that not even the schools are unifying, but it's kind of like the towns are merging almost in a way. And he calls up Mayor Hamburger and says, hey, let's make this bet a little bit spicier. We'll put 40 gallons of our best apple cider against like 40, 40 of your best pies. apple pies. And it's like, who gets these? It's like, how big is this town anyway? So we live in a town of like forty to 50,000 people. Combined. And there is a different town called North 
We can just say Mankato. North Mankato. I think we Mankato. said at some point. North Mankato. Nobody's gonna Mankato fucking dox West. us on this podcast. <laughs> North Mankato's Mankato West. Yeah, North. Well, the West. That's just sure. a neighborhood. But North Mankato is a, technically a separate town, but it's like ten thousand people. Yeah. Nothing of West Appleton and East Appleton seems to imply that they are big enough towns to justify them being two separate towns with their own separate mayors. And it yeah. seems clear that they're not that big because they're only getting 40 jugs of apple cider and 40 apple pies. Like, what are these economies Who's like? Who's taking the losses there, too? Who's producing this stuff? And if they're both... One communal apple farm. <laughs> well, yeah, and if they're both <laughs> apple producers, they... Why do they were like, oh, we, we just draw the line at apple cider. We don't fuck. <laughs> it's not even like they hate the apple pies. It's like, hey, we know your apple pies are really good. Like, <laughs> we're not even, we can't even the approach. world's best on We can't sign. even approach that. Yeah, there is a sign for East Appleton that says world's best apple pies. I wonder if there's one. That's but the way this town works, it's like a sign that doesn't make sense where it's like in the middle of a residential neighborhood. Or it's just like, welcome to East Appleton. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what is this post-World War II Germany, where they, like, draw a line through Berlin or something. I don't know. But at some point, they're at a restaurant, I think, and this is my only, the only memorable part of this movie, is that there's a restaurant called Tony's Lasagna Heaven. Well, then it says pizza. Well, yeah, on the, so there's a decal on the window of, like, an Italian chef. It's called Tony's Lasagna Heaven. He seems to be holding a pizza that is just... Sauce with like three yellow pepperonis or something. I, I think on it even it. said pizza though underneath. It says try our pizza. Yeah. That's so what it's was. Tony's Lasagna Heaven. Our mascot has a pizza and it says try our pizza, <laughs> which Just, pizza seems to be the main focus here. Yeah. Doesn't Tony's Pizza Heaven, not as good as Tony's Lasagna Heaven, <laughs> but I think Tony is maybe regretting some of his choices <laughs> and trying to backpedal. At practice, because now they're a team and they're just practicing. Todd is doing terrible, as he should have at first, where he's literally chucking the ball so hard that it's skipping lanes. And that's what we were kind of expecting was that he would get a gutter ball right away, or I even thought he would do one of those terrible throws where he skips lanes. You ever do those throws, Dustin? <laughs> um, Maybe it'd just be a little silly once in a while, you know? Yeah. But <laughs> You know, like, like in Wii Bowling, when you can sometimes roll the ball fully backwards, and it makes everybody behind you, their knees jump up. <laughs> That's true. I That's the good that. stuff. I remember that. And then you accidentally hit your TV with the Wii remote or something. <laughs> so the two being Alex and Todd, they kind of go at it a bit. Todd's like, what's up with you? You hate all sports, but you love bowling. And you dress like you. And Alex Nerds. cuts in. Grew up in the back of a bowling alley. Yeah, I've heard that before. And you know what? I don't care. And, it's <laughs> and then like, he like breaks down. He's like, yeah, I've been bowling since I was little. La, la, la. But in fact, I was these clothes aren't from the back of a bowling alley. He had to clarify that. He yeah. felt like he really had to. But it, I guess to speak for his wardrobe, he is basically wearing bowling shirts all the time. I don't know if it's at, at this point, but at some point he also says, Todd is saying, you know, how how they don't dress cool. How they have like like a weird style. Then they're like, you know, we think you dress crappy, you know, with their letterman jacket and all that kind of word kind of stuff. So, yep. They don't agree on, <laughs> on, uh, on wardrobe or, or music. Cause or Todd music. likes the backstreet boys. Well, and savage garden and Aerosmith. <laughs> well, our alley cats, like we said, love swing and yeah, presumably yeah. swing revival. Cause that was the thing in the late nineties. At, at early one point, 2000s. Ken, who's hardly in the movie, lists off like three three individuals it must have been big 
Big, the big swingers. Big swingers. <laughs> I hadn't heard of any of them. So I will say, in other episodes, we've talked about how I like Ska. Ska, I feel, is at least thematically connected maybe to Swing Revival. And I am I know Swing Revival, especially today, in retrospect, highly reviled. People do not like the Cherry Pop and Daddies. I am cool with it. I enjoy, yeah, Cherry Pop and Daddies, Brian Setzer Orchestra. These two don't even know what I'm talking about. I, I, but I was, I I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is Sign I'm an alley up. cat. <laughs> So we get some weird throwaway scene, and this was at the point in the movie where I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, we haven't really dived into it because there's a bunch of characters that are introduced. None of them really matter, so that's why I haven't mentioned them. But, like, there's an extra restaurant they go to that's not really necessary. It's not Tony's Lasagna Heaven, so... (laughs) If I was writing a movie, that'd be the only restaurant I'd go Do to. We, if I lived in a town with Tony's Lasagna Heaven, that'd be the only... We, we have to mention the half-eaten burger, though, that they serve at the... Well, that that doesn't come for a that's while. That's true. But they're just... Think, but... At one point, the Bull and Buddies are just hanging out in front of a shop of some kind. And Todd comes up and is like, the yeah. fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> it's so many words. And Delilah or Delia... Because or, of the music. Yeah, they're listening to Swing and Delia's on yeah. a computer... Yeah. A laptop computer. And with I was like, Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi ain't shit at this time. What is she doing <laughs> with that? And then we quickly see that she's doing, she has like some weird old bowling school. Bowling simulation. Yeah, bowling game where she's crunching Our the game. bowling numbers. Would, yeah. that, would that help you get some, pick up some high point frames, Dustin? Um, Maybe in terms of like um, trajectory of the ball, it would, but well, I mean, it all comes down to your own skill and finesse. I'll tell you, Todd ain't fucking buying it. That's a computer. It ain't real life. Todd hates computers. <laughs> That's all I wrote in my notes for that point. <laughs> scene is Todd hates computers. True. Next day, before they're going into school, Alex stops Todd and is like, hey, you know what? I've had a change of heart for some reason. I think it's just, hey, bowling's fun. You know what? I'll teach you how to bowl. And that you would think, oh, that would be fine. But Todd is not on board with it for some reason. Then Alex gives him a shirt and be like, hey, this is how you get good at bowling. You got to wear this bowling shirt. And Todd's like, no good. No way. Is that how you get good at bowling, Dustin? Oh, I mean, if you want to look the part, that's how you do it. I mean, they say dress for like the job you wish you had or whatever. Right. they mentioned they mentioned some famous bowler named like Guppy something, but what's the famous bowler you know? Norm Duke. Norm Duke. West yes. <laughs> Norm Duke dresses to be a good bowler, but yeah, he's like, no way, I don't want to fucking dress like this. I guess I will not learn bowling. And then we get love interest Lauren. Ironically, thirsty girl. Not the love interest of Alex, but for a decent amount of the movie, the love interest for not necessarily the villain, but just the no. antagonist of the movie Todd, which was kind of a an interesting spin on it but yeah. she comes over and is like oh todd it's so awesome on you're on the bowling team you're gonna win us that trophy and todd's like yeah i love bowling and i'll definitely play and it was he's like at, at some points in throughout it you, you feel that you know he's into her but like in that moment i didn't get the connection vibe oh it's because they're bad actors <laughs> yeah but also lauren brings up hey i'm having a party you coming todd yeah, I totally come in, Lauren. Alex, are you gonna come? And I was like, ja, yeah. <laughs> but like, it's kind of weird because because you know, like like we said, she's kind of into Todd. But in that moment, it was kind of like you know, like they kind of had like a little connection there, you know, kind of thing. And then as soon as she leaves, Alex or Alex is like, I could what, what do you say? Like like I I could get into this or something along those lines. Like Alex he's in. is forgetting his bowling he's buddy in. legs. He's forgetting where he came from. 
Yeah. So we get to see the party, and it is the most happening party we've ever seen. Even we're taking into account Smart House. We're taking into yeah. account Johnny all, Tsunami. We're having a party, and outside, everybody's invited. Outside party. I think they have, like, tiki lights going. I don't know. Well, I'm just talking about it, the first opening shot is a girl walking down the party line with a giant bowl of potato chips. <laughs> People just coming up. Taking some potato chips. It's not yeah. clear where she's even going, but she's being the waiter for this party. The whole table outside is just filled with non-alcoholic beverages and yep. all the pop you can drink. Lauren's talking to some kids, but then we hear a gate click sound effect. <laughs> I thought or, it was like a can opening. It's not even clear what it is, but it alerts Lauren yeah. to something, and she turns and then sees all these people just coming off screen. <laughs> we don't see them like close a gate or anything. It's like... No. Why even put that in the movie? <laughs> Just have them go up and, like, tap her on the shoulder. But... Who knows? Yeah, they're talking. Alex is feeling a little bit awkward. At one point, Lauren... I think she asks Todd to dance, and then Todd says no. And then there's a guy in the background, like, I'll dance, I'll dance. And then she yeah. asks Alex. Yeah, Todd or Alex didn't want to dance, but one of Todd's friends want... Really, I'll dance. Really wanted to dance more with than, her. More than, but more than Lauren twice. was not having it because he's not a, a varsity bowler. <laughs> oh. But then Alex leaves, and then Todd's like, okay, I'll dance with you. And it's like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> I think he's trying to hook her up or try to get like what a little the, three-way going I, there. What are these kids getting off on? <laughs> be like, I won't dance with you. I want to see, I don't know, Alex squirm or something. <laughs> and then we just get another weird scene of Alex is about to go into his house, and then he turns and crosses the street yeah, to does. what we learn is a lot... Elisa's house. Elisa's house. Because she just comes through but the she's door. she's leaving. She's leaving her house. <laughs> we we do learn that there's a reason, but it, at first it reads that she's he's just walking towards her house. And she, <laughs> she knows. It's like something from the room where it's like, oh, now the scene has to continue. So she just has to come out and go, oh, hey, Alex. You're just randomly walking towards my house. And she's leaving her house to go pin her good bowling score on his door. Which was a 210. 20. 220. 220, Dustin. Oh. Weigh in. Good score? <laughs> um, It's a pretty good score for a high schooler, yeah. Probably like 9 or 10 strikes. 9? I mean... No. That's, that's no. quite a bit. Eight. Your math is pretty bad. It depends, it depends what comes in between. Cause, cause you can As we'll learn, of, bowling, the movie tells us rules... you a total of 12 strikes. Yes. Yes. So As we'll like learn... The movie tells us that bowling's rules are very easy. Uh, maybe this movie's version, but even though real life or in the movie, bowling's rules are not most intuitive. Correct. Uh, so the next day at practice, the mayor stops by to explain the rules. So the way it's going to work, real simple. Uh, we've got four bowlers, uh, but we'll have one substitute. And the substitute can come in for a player at any but time. like cannot, a pitch, But it's permanent. Like a pitch hitter, and then they stay in forever. Yeah. Easy. As it progresses, it does not seem that no. easy. We'll get Dustin Wayne in later on. We'll hold off on that for now. Yeah. And then we get to hear some extra bets getting put on for this game of whoever wins, if West Appleton wins, the day will become West Appleton Day and they get a throw parade. So it's escalating for multiple levels. All this levels. stuff is just depending on these kids bowling nine frames. Yep. So Todd's feeling the pressure and decides to scope out the other team. So he and Alex take along. Bike, bike along. Go over to East Appleton, which seems to be like the rich side of town, maybe because their bowling alley is really nice. 
And there we get a meet that they're being coached by Pro Bowler Whipsaw McGraw. <laughs> Dustin, is Whipsaw Mick, McGraw a real person? McGraw. <laughs> I've never heard of uh, Mr. McGraw, but he might have some bowling credentials that I am not familiar he's not, with. He's not just they, a country western they, singer. They did list him at the end of the, the movie with like a different name. And maybe maybe that guy was, you know, maybe they just, it was like a cameo. Yeah, they put a real pro bowler in and just didn't get a middle-aged balding fat guy to pretend to be a pro bowler. You never know. I'm sorry, Dustin. That was you, very that was a stereotype that was very know. targeted. Uh, you never know. <laughs> you just never know. Maybe it was maybe it was that other guy they mentioned, uh, the PBA Hall of Famer dude, Guppy, Guppy, Guppy. something. Maybe we don't know. Got to learn to swim. so as they're leaving alex gets confronted by like the east appleton team and they're like you fucking spying on our bowling ability which dustin were they really using too great of techniques when they were bowling um it looked pretty average to me so no spin yeah definitely no spin so yeah there's not really a whole lot to garner from spying and even watching someone else's uh, bowling technique doesn't really bode well for your own because you, know, you have your own um, bowling's yeah, a very personal it's, game. It's really, <laughs> yeah, it's like jazz. If, if anything, it would throw you off if you see them just continuously throwing strikes. It right. just get in your mindset, which is bowling. It's just a it's a mental and it's technique and mental though. All right, right. fucking settle down. Yeah, <laughs> we'll save that for later. <laughs> so, but uh, Todd comes in to save him from the the uh, opponent's team, where they're he's like, "Oh, what, Alex? This is a very sportsmanlike. I'll beat him up." East Appleton boy is we good, and then he leaves. So, oh like, yeah, you they're, get him. They're you starting him, to become Todd. more friends because Todd saved him. But now as friends, we got to have what any friendship needs, which is a, a swing dance music montage to bowling, which yeah, this sure. scene starts out very much again, trying to emulate the Big Lebowski's opening sequence, but right then the it gets uh, extremely right goofy where they're doing weird shots. They're like sliding down the lanes yeah. and... Uh, the combination of that and the swing music, I would say this single-handedly killed any future that bowling <laughs> hoped to have. I don't know if Disney wanted to help bowling's stance in society, but I don't think if this I movie only hurt it. The bowling alley, gee boy, I want to bowl. Yep. Then you just you just get kicked right out. You can't we can't pass the line. You can't pass the whatever the foul line. The yeah. foul line. Foul yeah. market zero. The kids are just sliding halfway down the lane. That's not it. At some bowling alleys, that would trigger, like, and like the pins would get picked up or something, wouldn't they? Well, the, the buzzer would maybe buzzer, go off, but uh, would you would definitely yeah, would not be able to This bowling alley don't got bowling. no buzzer. Yeah. So Tad, now in the good graces of the team, comes up with a plan that he really wants to help out the bowling alley, get some good business coming in for Alex's dad, and they're gonna they decide to throw a dance that they're gonna call the bowling ball, which is probably the most creative thing of anything in this whole movie. <laughs> Alex starts to be like, ah, but I don't want the, I don't want bowling or the alley to change. And the dad says, hey, different isn't so bad, which is a conflicting message. And by that, he means you want to continue to live in poverty and eat scraps or do you want to eat some McDonald's McChickens? Well, that's speaking very close to home for (laughs) Jacob there. So he says different isn't so bad, but that seems to kind of run against some other themes he says later on. But then he's like, well, this reminds me of when I was your age, and yeah. the, me and the, the mayor, Mr. I don't even know. Burger? Uh, Mr. McLemore or whatever. <laughs> I don't know if we learn down. here. It's, it maybe teased out a little bit. We fucking learned that they played fucking baseball together. Yeah. 
At first, I thought it was football because, like, he had mentioned like dropping a dropping of the ball. He dropped the ball. I just figured it was basketball because he was marking out so fucking hard over high school basketball. <laughs> but so yeah, all the sports are involved throughout in the movie. Well. The Four mayor sports. had been well, and bowling, the most important sport, the Olympic sport, bowling. <laughs> It's not an Olympic sport, I right? think it's going to be, though, isn't it? <gasps> they just, Who cares? I really don't know. I think they added a few more <laughs> Is it in Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games? Next Olympics. So the mayor calls Alex's dad dropsy because, I don't know, he fucking dropped a, a baseball. A double play, I think it was. And right? that costed them the game, which costed yeah. them the mighty apple trophy. <laughs> and it's like, okay, yes, this was very you obvious. Think about it, too. Had he made that double play, they wouldn't be fighting to split the towns in half. So really, it just comes down to them. Yeah. It, wow. Wow. The the past repeats itself. It's like <laughs> it's like poetry. It rhymes. You know what? This movie is amazing. It's so it's cerebral <laughs> and deep, <laughs> psychological almost. You really feel like you know these people as oh. actual human beings, okay. and not people that say things like "We're having a really bad day." That'll come up soon. Oh, my. So Todd is decided to be the team captain by the school principal, which yeah. does not make the team all that happy because they didn't get to vote. But mostly it's because Sweet Lou just fucking loves that Todd McLemore, <laughs> who was earlier in the movie was on his radio show. And now they're going to be on it again because Sweet Lou is one of those adults who's just fucking loves randy it. for that mighty apple trophy. Loves him. I don't want to see what would happen if he got it in his hands. <laughs> oh, God. So this is really only notable that him and Alex go on the radio show because we get a call from Tony's Lasagna Heaven. Yeah. Hey, we're just calling from Tony's Lasagna Heaven and we really love you guys. Damn straight. So cuts to later on the bowling buddies who did not go on the ro- uh, the radio show leaving the alley and they're like, oh, they never came back. Where are they? I guess Tony's Lasagna Heaven across the street. We see Todd and Alex just there, just cheering and like fist pumping. And it's yeah. like, not to anything in particular. It's just the entire time they've been there, they're just like, yeah, bowling. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren's there. They're wearing sunglasses, I think. So, And then somebody brings out uh, ice cream sundaes. Oh, them. yeah. Probably on the house because uh, <laughs> everything's free. Paint yeah. is free. In preparation um, for the bowling ball, Todd basically goes around town, gets all of his favors from all the shopkeepers and just yeah. gets a bunch of shit for free. Yeah. So, yeah, Alex is starting to change. Moral of the story, play sports and get popular. And- so the bowling ball happens. It's a huge success. And right before the lead up, we get the dad talking about how change is okay. Splits or strikes. Marks. We'll, we'll be fine in this <laughs> life. At this point, we had maybe heard one mention of... Uh, Alex's mom, so I just wanted to be yeah. like, splits or strikes, we'll be fine, but I sure wish your mom didn't split up with me. <laughs> so, yeah, the Alley Cats, uh, or the bullying buddies, rather, yeah. they're not happy about things have changed. Alex is wearing sunglasses. They had swing He's music. bowling with sunglasses. Yeah, they're, they're, they had swing music playing when the bowling ball happened, but then they switched that off to, I don't know, edgy o- music, other music. And then they're like, did you see Alex? And we cut to Alex in sunglasses going just randomly, ah! Because <laughs> he's such a wild and crazy guy. Yeah. And then we get some ska music playing. Not, right the, down the, middle. not the skankiest uh, of ska, but, you know, just average level ska. Is that how you describe ska? Skanky? Well, there's a the dance definition? to ska called skanking. The skanky leg? No. There was a ska band, I think, called the Skankin' Pickle, though. Oh, My brother no. went and saw them. That kind of sounds fun. 
Ska is very fun. Yeah. Ska is not dead. You've sold me. So at the end of the night, Alex has taken out some trash in the back, and then he overhears Lauren and some of her friends who were at the bowling ball up front talking, and they're like, yeah, this was awesome. Bowling's cool, but you know what? You know who isn't cool? Alex fucking sucks. I hate him. Yeah. Once a geek, forever a geek. Fuck that guy. And it's like, so they think the bowling alley's cool, but like Alex is like the most synonymous thing with bowling and the bowling alley. But you hate Alex just so much. There's this like so much unnecessary anger at people. Like they hate Todd with not really any good reason. And they hate Alex because I don't know. He's. I'm so tired of him because I've been around him like two times. I invited him to my party and he came. (laughs) So this starts to affect Alex's ability to bowl. And we see him frame after frame constantly getting 7-10 splits. Yes. And Dustin, how likely is that to happen? Um, Even if you're trying to get 7-10 splits. If you're trying, I mean, maybe once every two games maybe it's not the most common thing well this movie knows two things about like three bowling. four times in a row the, the probabilities are astronomical this movie knows two things yes. uh stripes are good yeah 710 splits the worst thing that can happen <laughs> yeah and we haven't Very mentioned sense. it but throughout this at some practices todd and alex have been trying practicing. to deal with 710 splits practicing Setting up for, you know, possibly... uh, Foreshadowing to a climax of the movie. But they're both terrible. And Todd, in particular, just rolls right down the middle of them like ten times in a row. Yes, that happens. So, to not really lift their spirits too much, the mayor stops by with the principal to give them their jerseys. Jerseys. Which which is generous of a term for them because they are just t-shirts. There's nothing jersey-like about them. No. Which I'd be fine with because I like some cotton to soak up my sweat, but... The kids were pissed because they're all about the 1950s look. Yeah. Have you? And they're like, what is this garbage? And Alex even goes complains to his dad. He's like, look what they got. It's fucking burn it. And Alex's dad's like, yeah, that does suck. It is pretty bad. And it's like, it's not... It's like a t-shirt with, you know, the team's name on it. It's Yeah, yeah. it's not great, but There's it's not a, a fashion disaster. Like, Dahlia says... Two times. Like, movie, did it's you think I wouldn't notice? disaster. You know, like, when somebody says a joke and you don't react to it, and then they say the joke again. Zetus, Lapidus. And you still don't react to it, and then you say, Sam, yeah, I heard you the first time. <laughs> oh. So, Oof. then they also learn that the school's name, the unified school, will still be named West or East Appleton High, based on who wins. Yep. And all of this, Alex is like, this is just adults wanting us to win. We're pawns in their fucking schemes, man. Oh, man. I quit. To which Dahlia says, we are not having a good day. <laughs> and again, that exact delivery. I don't think they were having a good day. So Todd tries to reuni- reunify the team, which uh, happens at the restaurant we talked about briefly earlier, where they're just, uh, it's Ken and Elisa. They're eating Todd comes in, sits yes. down, but where he sits down, there's already a half-eaten burger. burger. And it's like, did he <laughs> just steal himself. Ken's spot? Or is Are we supposed this to movie just, just very bad? That continuity, which we have pointed <laughs> we out. We have evidence. Uh, but he gives a really terrible motivational speech where uh, Ken makes a good point where they're not on board with playing because... 
If we win, they're just going to think that Todd carried yep. them. Yep. If we lose, they're going to blame us for making for Todd lose. Which is true. And Todd's, you know, then people just go back to not seeing them or looking through them. And Todd's yep. like, no, people will see you <laughs> because you're here. <laughs> and they're like, wow, fucking A, Todd. All right. You've convinced <laughs> dig, us. Dig, solve let's solve go. It. Let's fuck it. Let's go bowling. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? I mean, I I wasn't like, the, I was neither extremely popular nor like super unpopular. Yeah. Dustin Intelligent, I mean, that might be a different story. Wow. <laughs> but like, I wouldn't buy that shit. Like, no. anybody who's been socially ostracized in like high school or whatever would be like, oh, people will just see me as a human being <laughs> and then will see me and just, you know what Tom uh, Hanks says in the Polar Express, sometimes seeing is believing. <laughs> But they're convinced, but now it needs to come down to if he can convince Alex. Alex. So Alex is, I don't know, he gets convinced because he tells Todd that I think bowling should be fun. And Todd's like, like don't you want to have fun? I want to have fun, Alex. I'm actually, so you know cool. what? Yeah, sure. Sports can be fun. He's like, you know what? You know why I play sports? Because I'm fucking good at them. <laughs> that's much. why I play a lot of sports. That's what I do. Good, but it's Sometimes it's fun, I... but it's probably not a lot because my dad's a dick. But you know what? <laughs> sure, I'll let bowling be fun. Let's forget the competition. Let's just bowl, right, bro? Let's have fun. Is that when he throws him his jersey too? Yes, that's a big part. Dex. Is yeah, his jersey. It's it has a alley cat on the back that looks like a Smoking it could be like cig. yeah it could be like a cigarette mascot or something it, it kind of looked like a, a Chester Cheeto um, like Ooh, rip off a little bit he's dangerous wow yeah. yeah he looks like he could be hanging out with Joe Camel or <laughs> Fritz the Cat or something with, with the name Tex on the jersey and it's a it's a real nice jersey which when he asks why is a Tex and Todd's like I don't know you look like a Tex. Which then it's like, did he steal this from somebody? <laughs> is this not like originally made for them? That name was never brought up before, but then again, but, Alex gave. But then Todd's has uh, Dirk on it, which is a reference to the brand of like the shirt or something or the name on the shirt. No, because at first Todd was like, oh, dork? Because he, he oh. thought it said dork. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, so they gave it to him, but way it really back, said dork. Yeah, way back when Alex was like, you got to dress like a bowler, be a bowler. And then. True. It's wait so so what happened to these other maybe jerseys? this was maybe are, both are were still the, stolen the from shop? the same dirt or something <laughs> yeah there's the bowling thrift shop in town surplus store we do see that the other team members do have their own jerseys too yes. we don't know their nicknames if they're fitting or random but they're down to bowl this all happened this whole exchange happened on Alex's front steps and in another contrivance to have a scene continue the dad comes out and says. I heard voices. Come, son, let's sit down and have a very decom parent child heart to heart. And this is where we really hit home and learn. You know how uh, you're my son and the mayor's son is Todd. We're the same. I had a, we used to be friends and then sports made us not friends. Do you get it? Do you understand? And this is also where we noticed uh, his dad mentioned his wife or yes their mom and uh, that his grandpa is in the hospital so that was something i missed in the beginning of the movie because so much was fucking happening (laughs) but there's some one-off comment where his dad's like well hopefully grandpa and mom will be done at the hospital by the time the big game happens and lo and behold they are (laughs) all this happens i mean despite my joke uh, all this happened in like two three days no, it's at one point so, they so say mom's the mom's been gone for just weeks. I don't know. Grandpa had a really bad fall. 
I don't know. At one point, they do say that the game is like two weeks away. So it's a... We actually have a timetable in place on like some other DCOMs. One of those I things... I have a mom at all in the movie. Hey, well, yeah. There's plenty of DCOMs that only have single parents. Yeah. Which, you know, I did make my joke about the mom splitting up from him. But no. She comes back and it's like, oh, it's so good to see you. And we were confused. Fuck. We had to rewind to make sure that like... It was his mom. Which which that comment does make sense now because if they hadn't seen each other in two, three Yeah, but weeks. The, just like, again, the line delivery made it, I'm like, wait, is this like his sister? Like, <laughs> did, did he say like aunt and grandma or grandpa or something? Very weird. Yeah. Uh, but it's finally that it's the day of the big game. It's at Alex's dad's bowling alley, which... Raking in all that money. Dustin, explain to me how that could be a conflict of interest or problematic for a bowling competition. Well, at a home alley, you might have your own oil pattern you're familiar with, and if you've only practiced on that oil pattern, you're more used to it, and you know how your ball is going to move, even though in this movie they only threw straight balls, so it doesn't really matter, but... Um, Collusion! <laughs> yeah, in general, it, you're used to uh, your, your home alley, per se. Yeah. Uh, it does give you an advantage. Home field advantage. Home... Lane advantage. And that's the alley cast way. Cheat to win. Cheat, cheat, cheat. Sweet Lou, very importantly, is commentating, but he doesn't really know what the fuck he's like. I don't know shit about bowling, but like, I don't want East Appleton to win. Uh, and he says the rules are easy, but Dustin, explain to us how competition. a normal competition team game would go and what the this format. movie kind of is doing. Right. In, in my high school bowling, there was five people. For each team, and the the person that bowled the first frame would also bowl the sixth frame, and the second, the person that bowled the second frame would also bowl the seventh, and so on, and kind of go in that sort of rotation. And it was, I think, best two out of three, maybe three out of five. So that that makes sense. Yeah, and and this we don't (laughs) know what the fuck's going on. Yeah, this one here they have four and a pinch hitter, so to speak, and they seem to be alternating. But then it seems like they're all, all playing, like, their individual games. Right. And yeah. maybe they're, like, paired up with the other teams or is, like, a total score. Yeah. No, it doesn't it, make it, any sense. It should, the way I'm used to it, should be one cohesive score against their score for yeah. one game. But that's not how it goes. And then they even eventually stop alternating and it comes down <laughs> and it's like, oh, long story short, it goes on. There's lots of fucking strikes. Big montage of strikes. Oh, it's getting close. Alex says, I need to bowl three strikes in a row, and then we're, like, closer or something. So he does, he bowls three times in a row, and then the other team, their bowler, bowls three times in a row, which does not jive with how the, the flow of play had been going thus far. But but we believe that's because it's the 10th frame, but then another frame comes in. And yeah, right? and then Todd gets the bowl again, and he, wouldn't you know it, gets a 7-10 split. Yeah. But then we learn that he has to get the spare to win. Yeah. But the other team, it's like the last frame. So the other team, I guess, was, get a t- chance. was beating them, even though they said they weren't beating them. But then it gets to the point where it's exactly if they get a spare. And <laughs> so, like know. the calculations, the contrived yeah. calculations for this to even make sense are basically impossible. Like, it was prob- hard. <laughs> probability wise, it's not going to happen. It was also hard to follow because they never once short- showed a scorecard. Yeah, or- that actually would, that's kind of a weird oversight, you would think. Yeah. That's an easy shot, you know, like a fade in of like the scoreboard. Yeah. Oh, or, or, people mean, cheering in the crowd. and just, or, or just even why they didn't just make the whole 
like where they came up with the idea of how this was all laid out. What it comes down to is they just think that nobody knows how bowling works. (laughs) Or if they do, they don't know how team bowling works. And then the writers did it. And then they just ran with whatever fucking weird rules they came up with. Or maybe uh, Sweet Lou just didn't do a job of announcing and explaining. (laughs) Sweet Lou lied to me when he said it was easy. (laughs) So, yes, the 7-10 split. Oh, no, but Todd's been practicing it. But somebody steps up and says, I can do it. And that person is Dahlia, our our favorite character, that if this didn't happen, I wouldn't need to have known her name, but I now do. She comes up, says she can make it, but Alex is like, no, they want you, Todd, they're cheering for you. And then Todd's dad is like, you better get your ass back up there and get the spare. So it was was a kind of surprising moment because they did set it up that he keeps practicing these 710 splits and it could be a momentous time for him to overcome it. So, fun bit of subversion from a DCOM, and it's a good character moment for Todd to step down. Doesn't need to be the star for everything. But then Delia steps up. Yeah, Todd's dad's super fucking pissed. And then he's like, fuck you, dad. Bowling's fun. And I don't want to play anymore because it's just too much fun, dad. She steps up, does some weird magic. Uh, she spins. Spins it on her finger. She puts her finger in the ball, and then she just spins, 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 spins Which it. Dustin explained is a dangerous maneuver. It, yeah, it, you could easily break a finger. But luckily, I don't know, her fingers are very small. Uh, but she spins it and then does a very a granny push, a granny throw. Yeah. And then it moves extremely slowly. <laughs> and I am not a physicist, but I don't think it had the momentum to continue spinning almost forever and just slowly move. Like, it's hard for us even to vocalize how slowly it's moving. It's like... <laughs> an inch or half an inch like a second it is extremely <laughs> slow and it's getting down it's about to hit the pin and then the movie's like hey remember how we had a narrator well guess what he's back and alex is like hold it and then it's like what is he even talking okay. about and when, when when it says hold it the image of the ball the ball is lined up center with the pin as yeah. the pins are on the back of as pins are supposed to be lined up as the triangle is pointing at you. The pins are on the back of the lane. Where, where, where a literal 710 split so always is be. because it's the 7th and 10th pin. So right. they are where they should be. So yeah, then Alex cuts in where he's like, hold it. Do I care about this? It's like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I don't even know what he was talking about. Do you think I even care? Bet you didn't see this happening at the beginning of this movie. Wild, isn't it? Okay, let's see what happens to see if I care about this. They cut back to the ball. The, the ball, ball has shifted <laughs> yes. to the, to to the, the left, left of the seventh pin. So where it's going to hit it on, you know, like where... Would get a believable spare pickup. Right. But, but the pins are brought to the front of Yeah, where they're no the, longer the, the seven and ten pin spot. Yeah, so, they're not in any, like, standard pin spot. No, so where the pins are placed would actually have been pretty easy it to been like, pick up. Yeah, it would have been like where like the front pin, the one pin would have been. It would have been it was that far up and So this makes me think that like they were editing this. They see the shot of like the one that they cut away from and they're like, This looks fucking terrible. But how do we or like I don't know, there was some why I feel like it's contrived like we have to have Alex come in here, freeze frame it, say basically nothing of actual substance, and then we shift the pins around to then make it look like a real spare pickup. Because they yeah. do show the, the, the ball hitting the pins, and mm-hmm. the pin 
falls and spins really slowly until it hits the other one over. So she does pick up the 710, but just it was a continuity yeah. issues yet again. <laughs> yep. Whatever. They fucking win. Everybody's I, happy. I, I, I'm, I'm, I honestly believe they probably went through it like a hundred times to just try to actually get one to record one. They just never could. So yeah, like, that's why I'm saying Ripsaw McGraw was, or Rip. I don't even fucking know what his name is. Was not a real bowler. But everybody's happy, I guess, except maybe not the East Appleton team. But Todd's dad, with their little exchange earlier, completely changes his philosophy on parenting and I guess maybe even politics. Being like, you know what? Sports can be fun. Fuck it. I don't care. And then Todd's like, hey, can we uh, not name it West Appleton High, too? Oh, sure. Make it out fucking uh, Central Appleton High. Yeah, okay. Wrap it up. I'm moving along. (laughs) And early on, I really felt like it had to be an eventuality that the movie had to end with the swing dance. (laughs) Like, huge party to send it out. And that's what we get. We get an alley-wide swing dance party. People are dancing. People are bowling. People are bowling in goofy ways. We get Grandpa, who I don't even know if he talked <laughs> earlier, but he had a crutch. He's down on the ground with his crutch, shooting it like a pool cue. That was cool. I like that. Wild time. And then got to have final narration from Alex being like, Bet you didn't see this happening. Worlds collide. I fucking hated Todd, but now I don't. And then... Left us with maybe questionable advice where he says, if you have a problem with somebody, if you're beefing with somebody, settle it in the alley. (laughs) (laughs) A bad choice of words. Presumably being the bowling alley. Bowling alley. But even if it is a bowling alley, somebody's bullying you, be like, fucking. I bet I can make more strikes than (laughs) you. Give me 10 frames against you. I don't think that's going to solve your problems. And I, it certainly didn't solve our problems here, but. This has been Alley Cat's Strike. We got emotional. It was an emotional roller coaster. We just it was a on. whirlwind. All right, Dustin, as our resident bowling expert, I think you're the one everybody wants to hear the final take on first. What do you feel about Alley Cat's Strike? Um, Is I mean, it an affront to your hobby of choice? I, I thought it was pretty good, actually, amongst all the cluster and the, the randomness and the amount of characters that we hadn't been introduced to it was much, like a fucking game of thrones episode <laughs> i might have been more partial to it as a bowler but um i enjoyed it I had a good time watching it uh, jacob like yeah. 7.2 out of 10 oh we get an oh, actual ratings hot I thought dog. What, <laughs> update the fan <laughs> wiki <laughs> that's what we did here but well you don't really have anything sometimes. too official okay. sometimes we'd throw out some ratings. update the but... fan wiki uh this episode uh <laughs> and, and positive from Jacob, 7.2 from Dustin, <laughs> negative from Lucas. <laughs> wow, you didn't like the movie? I, I'm letting you go okay. now. Oh, Bob. Yeah, just, All right, let me say it. <laughs> just to add on to what he was saying, I mean, I mean, they tried for for the layman, you know, they tried to explain, you know, you bull strike, you get the two pins after. You know, they, they tried to throw out, you know, some, a little knowledge, knowledge here and there. Yeah. yeah, you know, just, just like basic stuff. But he, me, I have a rudimentary knowledge of bowling, and that only confused me with what was happening in the movie. <laughs> I mean, so, it, like, this yeah, probably I mean, worked it, the it, best for somebody who knew nothing about bowling. If somebody's going to this movie just to watch the movie, not to analyze the movie, it's going to be like, oh, okay, oh, okay, you know. Kinda, oh, oh kinda Jacob, thing. you literally just condemned the premise of this entire fucking <laughs> podcast. If your takeaway is this movie's fine unless you want to analyze it like an <laughs> asshole and nitpick it to death, then let's just stop the podcast right here because it's all fucking over. Uh, fun movie. I don't really remember this one. I probably watched it when I was younger. Because <laughs> you're on your phone half the time. Yeah. yeah. Dustin, you've listened to enough podcasts where you've noticed the theme of also of 
tell John or Jacobs one of his criteria of whether a movie is good or not is whether he remembered it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if I remember it, then it stuck with me. It was a good movie. But you might just not have seen it. It even had a good Maybe. Papa character. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> All right, so my opinion of this movie, absolute, like, production-wise, is an absolute fucking disaster. <laughs> so yeah. many characters. The movie starts, maybe this is just the nature of me having to take notes while watching it, but it starts so quick with, like, here's a billion fucking characters and here's this guy I hate, but we're not going to tell you why I hate it. And then freeze frames all over the place. And then <laughs> like everything we've criticized in the past, they found to do in one movie. Yeah, we got, we got the freeze frames right away. The movie did also end with a ridiculous freeze frame as well as a song that references the alley cats. Have we ever pointed out con- continue, continue continuity, continuity <laughs> issues? Uh, maybe past? from time to time, but nothing as we what? haven't noticed anything as glaring as this and one. Once we saw the first one, we just picked up on all. But that's that's the, the critical ones. eye that Dustin brings. <laughs> yeah. so they, they too, they take notes, and I just watch for errors. Yeah, oh, I take notes. Jacob <laughs> ain't taking too many notes. But I don't. It just there was a mess. There was conflicting themes with like the dad at one point is like, "Hey, change is okay," but then at another point. Alex is like, oh, I don't want like them to think like I'm different. It's like, well, you know what? You can stay the same. It's like, is change good or is, should you stay the same, Dad? What are you trying to get out there? But when it comes down to it, it's still a fun movie. I think we had a great yeah. time watching it. It was very enjoyable. Yep. Even something like we had a lot of fun watching like Genius and like Smart House. Yes. Those movies were like flawed in their own ways, but they at, at the core were still fun to watch. This one, I think is so bad it's good the actors are all terrible the line deliveries are terrible the story is ridiculous in ways that it keeps like building on just like now the bowling game is to decide whether israel and palestine will become (laughs) one nation or a two-state solution it just progressively gets more yeah but yeah i had i had a lot of fun but it's one of those weird ones to rank where it's like did i enjoy watching it more than the color of friendship yeah probably is the color of friendship a much more like well put together and yeah. more worthwhile movie? Absolutely. Yeah. But you know what? That's not what we're always here for. We like fun movies. We like to have fun. Fun things are fun. <laughs> That's right. While this one has run a little bit long, we say that a lot, but sometimes I can edit it down. We actually have a very special time where we have an actual email to oh, answer. Oh. Yes. So, again, if you want to be like this emailer who I'll read off their message soon, you can email us at a whole new pod at gmail.com. Yeah. So, this comes in from Florian, who says, Cheers from Germany. Hello, Melby. Hello, Telejohn. He did not know that you would be present, Dustin. I hope you listen to this episode and uh, include me in a future email. You regret your words and deeds. <laughs> uh, as Melby told to do, I believe this is referencing an earlier episode where I begged for emails to come in. Yes. What's your favorite color? We're about fun things here at the Whole New Pod. We're also about hard-hitting questions. <laughs> oh, man. So... And I'm sure this emailer from who they directed this to wants to hear from first is Dustin. What is your favorite color? Um, well, if we're going off like the theme of the movie here with bowling, I wore a red bowling shirt. Dustin, so, you were an alley cat. I yeah. Did you strike back? <laughs> uh, <laughs> or were you Return of the Jedi? <laughs> I struck a few times, but no, I, I would just say red. All right. Uh, mine would have to be the color of friendship. Sorry, that was a bad joke. What color is that? Our friendship's oh. black. <laughs> whoa, whoa. 
Uh, my favorite color would probably be blue. I think it's always been blue. No greater reason? I, I, I honestly don't know. I, I do like cherry things more than blue raspberry, but blue is my color. All right, you did not. You failed this job interview. <laughs> We're not hiring you. Blue. So we got uh, red, blue. Uh, my favorite color is orange. I have. You're glad I didn't say banana. That's uh, that's all, folks. Uh, but there's one where I actually have a fairly decent long history with orange, where I have my childhood room is painted orange. Yeah. Uh, and maybe picked up on some of this with uh, my description of myself, maybe not being a dancer, maybe not being the coolest person. I'm not the most stylish person, but something I brought to my style is I really like Converse shoes. Yeah. And one of my favorite pairs of Converse I ever had, which I still have, even though I they are worn to rags and I don't wear them anymore, was a pair of orange fluorescent Converse shoes, which definitely caught some eyes, but not, not enough and then maybe not in the ways I would have liked. <laughs> but, you know, they, they brought me some notice and I enjoyed those a lot. And yeah. what's interesting beyond just the question this person asked is Florian was actually... An exchange student that we went to school with at our high school. So very apropos that yeah. he would write in after we had an episode about an exchange, exchange. student. <laughs> yeah. So I, if memory serves, and if I'm slightly wrong, don't don't get mad at me, Florian. But I believe I had a sociology and maybe entered a debate with Florian. And he was also on the speech team with me. And me and one of our other friends would give him a bunch of shit and probably be uh, racist and problematic and offensive in ways I shouldn't have been. But hey, we were in high school. Disney, you can cut this out of your promo. So <laughs> thanks for tuning into the show. And yeah, thank you for the question. Hopefully everything is good, Florian. Did you know, did you guys good know Florian, Florian really? I, I, I remember I, the name. Yeah, I, I remember the name too. <laughs> I, I, wow. I, I think I can picture him. If you yeah. showed me a picture, I'd I mean, be like, yeah, I remember him. Mm-hmm. I it's had been a, like nine years or... Yeah, just about eight yeah. years. I'm technically supposed to organize the ten year, or at least I was supposed to do the five year reunion oh, or ten year reunion. But that that's a story for maybe another podcast. If we maybe get <laughs> our friend, one. if we get our friend Sean on an episode, I can maybe <laughs> share some of that. Oh, but boy. to wrap up, then again, if you want to write into this podcast, you can email us at a whole new pod at gmail You can also rate us, review us, follow us on your podcast platform of choice. Yeah. Spotify or uh, I don't know the Google iTunes. the Google Play one iTunes for a while it's the last where Dustin <laughs> is actually our only written review on there Dustin from Still the stands true Dustin from the click so hey you write a review for us maybe you'll just end up on the podcast <laughs> which maybe is a disincentive to write a review for us did that sound like a threat I don't know <laughs> we won't put you on the podcast if you write a review for us <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter at a whole new pod. Uh, all one word. Yep. Dustin, we can let you plug your Twitter plug account. Oh, sure. Because uh, it's far less problematic and awful <laughs> than Telejohn's. You can uh, follow me on Twitter if you really want to, at Dustin Lavac. H-L-A-V-A-C. I was going to say, you uh, if you just look it up by the sound of it, you won't find me. But if you look it up by the spelling, it's like Jacob said. D-U-S-T-I-N-H-L-A-V-A-C. Correct. And again... It's with some trepidation that we recommend you can follow Jacob. Jacob underscore Telejohn, J-A-C-O-B underscore T-E-L-L-I-J-O-H-N. Where you can tune in for his 
armchair theories about seismology <laughs> and how he feels about the recent earthquakes in California, which That's is right. the expertise you come to expect from this show and our hosts on here. Coming up next, it'll be the uh, Area 51, the 300 all right, people. All right, all right, all right, all right. You can also follow Jacob for hot daily fantasy takes. Damn straight. That's not what I follow him for, but <laughs> I follow him more out of obligation, probably. <laughs> this has been a podcast. That's what we a say at podcast. the end. It's been a whole new podcast. Dustin, how do you feel? Do you feel like you'd want to come back again? Yeah, I saw there was a cooking one coming up. Ooh, Guy Fieri. <laughs> I don't know when that was, one uh, will come up in the line. We never know. Million million dollar. Dollar. Yeah. Well, million, million dollar cook-off. I know what but... we have next, then. <laughs> It'll be an interesting Ooh, one. what, what, what? Rip girls. What is that? It's like Johnny Tsunami. I was gonna say like rip girls. <laughs> it's girls who rip open packs of cards. <laughs> well, you'll just have to. We'll just have to wait and watch, and Ooh. you'll just have to wait to tune in for that episode. Ooh. So Dustin's been nice, so I won't make him have the last words unless you want to have the closing words. I'll have Dustin. a a, a uh, second to last word. Okay. I so Jacob, you have to tee up Dustin. No, I was gonna. I was gonna go before him. Oh, okay. This is getting complicated. <laughs> Sorry. All right. This is like um, Dustin's bringing the bowling rules into the ending. Oh my. Well, I was gonna just say. Uh, All right. If if you'd like to have a good time, go to your local bowling alley and roll some balls. Have a good time with friends. Jacob, don't, don't forget to oil those lanes. Settle it in the alley. <laughs> Settle it and smash. Knock, knock them down Baby, let's go to town Box fills the air Hey, we got time to spare We're gonna set them up just the way we like Cause the joint heats up when the alley cat strikes Man, if my fucking ex-wife asked me to take care of her fucking dog while she and her boyfriend went to Honolulu, I'd tell her to go fuck herself. Why can't you board it? First of all, dude, you don't have an ex. Secondly, this is a fucking show dog with fucking papers. You can't board it. It gets upset. Hey, its man, hair falls out. Walter. Fucking no. dog has fucking papers. Over the line! Huh? I'm sorry, Smokey. You were over the line. That's a foul. Bullshit. Market eight, dude. Uh, excuse me. Market zero. Next frame. Bullshit, Walter. Market eight, dude. Smokey, this is not Nam. This is bowling. There are rules. Hey, Walter, come on. It's just, hey, man, it's Smokey. So his toe slipped over a little, you know? It's just a game, man. This is a league game. This determines who enters the next round robin. Am I wrong? Yeah, but I wasn't. Am I wrong? Yeah, but I wasn't over. Give me the marker, dude. I'm marking an eight. Smokey, my friend. You're entering a world of pain. Walter, man. You mark that frame in eight, you're entering a world of pain. I'm not. A world of pain. Look, dude, I, this is your partner. Has the whole world gone crazy? Am I the only one around here who gives a shit about the rules? Mark it zero. They're calling the cops, man. Put the piece away. Mark it zero. Walter, put the piece away. Walter? You think I'm fucking around here? Mark it zero. All right, it's fucking zero. You happy, you crazy fuck? Fully game smoke.